following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And right now, everyone on the DraftKings Sportsbook app can get boosted winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays with DraftKings' biggest payouts ever. So why bet on the NBA anywhere else? Bet on the Pistons or your favorite NBA team throughout the season. And right now, get that stepped-up same-game parlay boost up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show. Man, the plate is full. What about the Lions yesterday, start to finish? How many of you are watching that expecting the worst, even with the big lead? Ah, they're going to find a way. Oh, my God, I think the Giants are going to get two onside kicks, two touchdowns, uh, both extra points, and kick a 90-yard field goal. That was amazing. Third straight. They're hanging a banner in the rafters on Sunday. Three straight wins, 2022. This team was left for dead. Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast said, Hey, man, you better not jump back on the bandwagon at 3 o'clock. I'm going to burn your house down. Okay, little pyro. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon, but I'll... Give them love when they play well. They were left for dead by everybody. Now, I love how people, after they've won three in a row, well, you know what, man? I never never gave up on them. Oh, how many people are like, well, at least I'm getting stuff done now on Sunday afternoon. Fantastic start to finish play. The young, fresh faces on defense. Look at the way they're uh, Joseph Jacobs. Oh my God! It is just—it's refreshing. A start to finish in control on the road against a Giants team that, at least record-wise, were one of the better teams in pro football. And now the Lions get the short week with Buffalo on Thursday, and the Bills aren't the same team. They're still, you know, top three in the league, right? Kansas City, Buffalo, Philly, who held on to win at Indy, came back. I I was shocked start to finish. I'm a Lions fan, grew up a Lions fan, am a Lions fan for life. I expect the worst when I watch them. Unlike any other team, I'm not lying. 
And the Lions are up 59-0 after a quarter. I'm like, you know what? Somehow they're going to lose 60-59. And a lot of you feel that same way. So I'll take it. When the Lions win, weeks are better. And now this short week with Buffalo on Thanksgiving Day, think about the tickets now. How many people come to me, hey, you got ticket connections. They want to see the game. They've won three straight. Buffalo's going to bring a ton of fans if they can dig out from the six feet of snow in Buffalo. Lions win that game. You look at the rest of the schedule like we talked with Jeff Risden, who will join us in about 20 minutes for the LionsWire.com and the Detroit Lions podcast you can find on YouTube. They're in the wild card conversation. Your Detroit Lions are in the wild card conversation. How crazy is that? I mean, you tell me how crazy that is. So as we always do on Monday, our Bud Light huge question of the day, good and bad, and I don't know well, what's bad yesterday. Maybe Daniel Jones running too much, but you know what? If you're going to let Daniel Jones, the Giants quarterback, run and you're going to win, I'll take that. I don't, I don't know what's bad about what the Lions did yesterday. I'm serious. I don't know if there is a true negative from that game, start to finish, which is extremely rare. Also good and bad from Michigan coming back to beat Illinois. And the biggest story out of that game is how is Blake Corum? Is he ready to go on Saturday in Columbus? Because if he's 50%, 60, Edwards is going to need a monster game. And he needs to be back for Michigan to win. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com will join us in a moment. Like I mentioned, Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire. Dot com and the Detroit Lions podcast and the Lions win. John Conlon uh, will join us when the World Cup opener for the U.S. is over. Currently, they lead one zip just starting the second half. We are with the only goal for the Americans. Yeah, it's kind of boring soccer, but in the World Cup, especially in group play, it's about getting the points and winning. So we'll keep you posted on that. Earlier today, England beat up on Iran. Uh, The Iranian players refused to sing the national anthem. Might want to put GPS trackers on that team when they return to Tehran. A little bit different than Colin Kaepernick with the national anthem in America when you refuse to sing the Iranian national anthem. So politics are part of it. They're not serving beer in Qatar. Budweiser, I think, had the beer deal. What are they thinking right now? No beer. And the crowd's been chanting, we want beer in different languages. That almost should be a commercial, shouldn't it? Budweiser should do a commercial with people chanting, we want beer. And then Michigan State, I I shared that box score at Hield Show on Twitter, the Hield Show on Facebook, in control most of that game. Twice had 17-point leads, 40 more offensive plays. I think it's over 300 more total yardage, and they miss the field goal at the end. They lose in overtime. That's what, they, they provided some of the ugliest games ever for Spartan fans inside Spartan Stadium. And, hey, that's John L. Smith and Bobby Williams' days. 
And why isn't Mel Tucker getting any heat for going from number 11 in America to having to win at Penn State to be bow eligible? There's no excuses. He, he, you'll live and die by the transfer portal. Your in-game strategy is horrific. If that was Harbaugh blowing a 17-point lead, they're calling for his job. But for some reason, Mel Tucker doesn't take any heat since he's been head coach. Why is that? Are you content as a Spartan fan what he did his first two years and you'll live with it? If Harbaugh blew a 17-point lead against Illinois, now it's a, a different level of trying to be bowl eligible and trying to win the national championship or at least the Big Ten championship first. But why is Mel Tucker getting a free pass? Why? Oh, he's a good guy. That's it. Good guys. And Harbaugh can be crass with the media. Yeah, whatever. Hey, you can't lose a game like that at home. Look, look what they delivered at home for the fans. My God. The Spartan mascot for home games this year was a Porta John. <laughs> uh, Chris Bowles of the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, is standing by. How you doing, my friend? Hey, buddy. Doing great. Uh, quorum injury. What's the latest you're hearing? I know everything is close to the vest with Harbaugh and most college football teams when it comes to injuries. Uh, any news? I know Quorum, uh, Clayton Savy had the story where he's given out the Thanksgiving turkeys, had a little limp. Uh, what's his status for that game Saturday in Columbus? Yeah, I think you'll see uh, a game time, Bill, and I think they are going to play it close to the vest, and you're going to hear a lot of stuff, and it doesn't behoove them one way or another to release that information and and give Ohio State a heads up as to what to prepare for. So uh, it's really a running back situation for Michigan, not just one guy. Donovan Edwards obviously missed the game as well this weekend uh, with a uh, hand injury, so you got to wonder if he's going to be able to grip the ball. So they're not they're banged up, Bill. That's all there is to it, but guess what? So is Ohio State, and then speaking with Doug Skeen, my podcast partner who played at Michigan, and everybody else who wore that uniform. There's nobody this time of year, no team that is in great shape. These guys are dealing with, dealing with bumps and bruises and everything else. Of course, it's a different animal if you're number one running back and the Heisman Trophy candidate can't go. And so we'll keep an eye on it, Bill, but I would not anticipate having any information on that until kickoff on Saturday. Wouldn't even be, It wouldn't even surprise me if he dressed and didn't play. Wouldn't surprise me if he didn't travel. None of that would surprise me at this point. Chris Bells of the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, Michigan-Ohio State on Saturday. Uh, what's your early vibe? Well, let's just say that Corum can't go. Well, we'll go with that, that he can't go compared to going at 60 70%. How do you look at that Ohio State game, both sides, with or without Corum? Yeah, if he can't go, then you then Donovan Edwards is going to have to step up. You're going to have to ask him to play through some pain because the third string running back, CJ Stokes, Michigan's freshman, looked pretty good at times, but he took a, a shot to the head. I think he, I'm not going to say he was concussed, but it, it certainly looked like it affected him. So we don't know if he's in protocol. We, again, Jim Harbaugh is not going to share that information this week, but you can't really win, in my opinion, with Isaiah Gash back there, who made a couple of plays down the stretch against Illinois, but is not a running back of, of Big Ten caliber that's going to help you win that game on Saturday. So, in my opinion, you'd have to see more of J.J. McCarthy as a runner. You're going to have to maybe go 4-5 wide and hope that these wide receivers 
play a lot better than they have been, Bill. These guys have been a significant disappointment, and I, wrote, I actually tweeted that and got a little blowback on that, but I don't think there's any other way to say it, and we're going to call it like we see it. When the ball's there, these guys have got to make some plays, and J.J. McCarthy's got to be better, too. But we can say all this with the caveat being, of course, they're 11-0, and and there are no apologies for when you're 11-0. and I don't care what anybody says. When you're 11-0, and it doesn't get any better than that. So, But as Ryan Hayes said today, Michigan's left tackle, he also said, you know what, everything else we did this year doesn't matter if we don't beat Ohio State. And I think a lot of guys in that locker room feel the same way. And Jim Harbaugh said today he feels like people will understand and uh, he feels like his guys will be up to the challenge on Saturday. He didn't guarantee a victory, but certainly sounded confident in his team. Tell you what, when Chris Ballas is busting out the morning thesaurus with caveats, <laughs> I tell you, that you know it's Michigan-Ohio State week. <laughs> the caveat is, excuse me, uh, could you pass the uh, gray poupon? Man, Chris, you're breeze. pumped up. And, you know, here's one thing. <laughs> here's, here's one thing I'll tell you that I've always respected with you uh, leading the crew at the Wolverine.com, Chris. Uh, you are a tell-like-it-is guy, and it's why we connected. Uh, and you were honest. And uh, Anthony can't drop that ball. At that level of football, when you're a top-five team with what's on the line, he cannot drop that, that. You know, McCarthy, granted, his his short touch right now reminds me of a young Matt Stafford with a rocket arm but just had no short touch. But Anthony can't drop that touchdown pass. He can't. And we can talk about weather and everything else. Guess who was making plays on Saturday in that stadium? The Illinois receivers and Tommy DeVito at quarterback. Even I loved him. He was win. great in taxi. I'm telling you, he was awesome <laughs> in taxi. I didn't see that one coming. Well, I'll say this. Uh, and then you had another one with Roman Wilson, right, that uh, goes off his hands. But that play to Andrew Anthony changed the game, okay? You're at the 37-yard line, I think. And if you, cut, you catch that ball, you're up a touchdown. Instead, the five plays the other way, and Chase Brown scores a touchdown, and now all of a sudden you're behind, and you're playing catch-up the rest of the game. It completely changed the game. Now, granted, they did jump off sides on that play, and, and they should have had a free play, and everybody was wondering why they didn't, but I don't care, man. There are no excuses for that. You've got to make that play, and these guys are not getting open, number one. We can blame the receivers a little bit. Number two, we can blame the scheme if we'd like, because guys are not... Yeah, I was watching that South Carolina-Tennessee game, man. There were receivers running open all over the place on both sides and making great catches. And I'm thinking, how are these guys scheming the guys open? And Michigan can't, you know, maybe one out of five times you got a guy that's running open. And uh, there's always somebody around the receiver. Part of that's getting off the line of scrimmage and winning your one-on-one battle. But there are ways to scheme guys open, too, and they're just not doing it. So I don't know if they need to reevaluate what they're doing in terms of hiring a pass game coordinator or talking to Matt Weiss or whoever's in charge of the passing game. But it needs to be better, Bill. Uh, there's no excuse for it because the running game is not always going to be this good. It's good, and you play to your strength this year, and I and I really believe that's the way to do it when you've got a guy like Blake Corman that running and that offensive line, but they're going to need to be better in the passing game, and they should be with J.J. McCarthy at quarterback. Another solid point, Chris. Their pass patterns all look very simple and high schoolish and old school that it's a down the sidelines, throw it up, it's a swing pass. You know, where's the underneath crossing routes with guys like Anthony who can run? Uh, where where are those? And again, J.J. McCarthy's touch, I, I, I think that's an issue. I really do. I, mm-hmm. You know, you can't miss uh, a touchdown that puts the game away. Uh, you, you just can't on an on a easy throw. I get the wind. I, I get the cold. I get the wind chill at 11. I understand all of that. 
But you know what? Dealing with the Corm injury right now, and who knows how healthy Edwards will be. You know, this game in Columbus may be on the arm of J.J. McCarthy and that Michigan defense, yep. right? Yep, and it might. And he, and he could come up with a, with a huge game, and, and all of this that we're talking about right now could could be irrelevant, right? But he, there was a play that he threw to Isaiah Gash short. Oh, and should have, and Gash dropped it. Pulled. Yeah, he did. And but Colston Loveland was five yards behind the defender in the end zone. And I'm thinking, you know, why throw short to the guy who, who who's unproven when you've got a kid, a tight end who's caught everything this year and a true freshman who's wide open. And then he missed mm. Loveland again. He missed him twice. So those are decisions that, you know what, he's got to be a little bit more patient and trust himself a little bit more. And, and, the, and, the, and I'll tell you what, the protection's got to be better, too. As Doug Skeen mentioned on our podcast yesterday, those guys weren't great. And McCarthy got hit a few times. And when that happened, like Skeen always says, and has said to you a million times, if your quarterback gets hit early in that game, he's going to feel it and he's going to react, and it's not going to be positive. So, but give Isaiah Gash credit for coming back with one of the huge plays of the game on fourth down in that game, and give Michigan credit for pulling it out and finding a way. They had eight starters on the bench, Bill. Uh, you had two, your top two tight ends, your, your offensive guard, your right tackle. We can go down the list. Your top two running backs and, and your top pass rushers still found a way against the Illinois team that came to play and is probably the best defensive team that Michigan will play in the regular season, and that, in my opinion, includes Ohio State. Chris Bells for the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. The game is on Saturday, Michigan at Ohio State on the DraftKings Sportsbook app Big Board. The Wolverines are getting seven and a half points. Seven and a half points. You're undefeated. You're going to Columbus. And on the DraftKings Sportsbook app Big Board, Michigan is a seven and a half point underdog. Chris, if you're walking up, uh, to the DraftKings Sportsbook window, are you taking Michigan plus seven and a half or the Buckeyes minus seven and a half? Yeah, you know what, Bill? The judging uh, gut feeling here based on who might may or may not play, I'm taking Ohio State, and I know they're banged up too. That's the thing. That's just skyrocket subscriptions. <laughs> well, I got to be honest, and, and I'll say this. Here's the thing, though. When you look at their third string running back, this freshman comes in and he's tearing it up. And it seems like this happens every year, you know, before Michigan goes to Columbus. They got a guy come in and, and just absolutely tears it up. They're deeper, they've got more depth. And Michigan is deeper than most Big Ten teams. The one they aren't is Ohio State. Now, I think they lost their right guard or their left guard in that game as well. I think a portion of the fan base had been pining for the backup most of the year anyway. CJ Stroud took some shots. It looked like he had a hit pointer late in that game, so he's probably not going to be 100%. I don't think he's going to run as much as maybe he would have uh, based on some of the hits that he's taken in recent weeks, but they certainly didn't look like world beaters either against Maryland. That is not an unbeatable team. It would not surprise me at all if Michigan went down there and controlled both lines of scrimmage again but I think Ohio State, man, with what's on the line, Ryan Day, if he loses that game, Bill, as dumb as it sounds, at 11-0, you know what? There's going to be a little heat on him for losing two in a row to Michigan because it's unacceptable down there. So uh, I think they've been pointing to that one. But, again, if they control the lines of scrimmage like I think they can, I think they can stay in it. But they're going to need all hands on deck, Bill, and I'm not sure they're going to have them. If they lose again to Harbaugh, John Cooper will be having a cold one somewhere in Ohio. Saying thank you. Oh you know what? God. He still goes up in the press box. They still, there's nice. Oh, I'm glad there. he's still alive because when I said that, I wasn't sure. I didn't right. want you to come back and say he's dead. <laughs> Respect the dead, Bill. I, 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 that's what, I was worried when I was going there on kind of freestyling that if Chris came in and said, 
uh, Bill, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's up there in the box. Okay, we good. Him up well, there. up there what? In, yep. the, in the big box? In the press box? In the sky? He's up there right yeah. now with Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus, you know what? Jesus is going to take Ohio State minus seven and a half on heaven's big board. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Uh, last year, Michigan was a seven and a half point dog, I think, at home, maybe six and a half by kickoff. And what happened? You know what? That game wasn't even as close as the, the 15 point score. So um, I, I, I'm confident in Jim Harbaugh. I'll say this Jim Harbaugh seems extremely confident in his team, no matter who goes down there. He said it twice today. He said something like, you know, I think you'll be proud of these guys or something like that, or I expect that you'll be proud of these guys. And he said it more than once. He wanted everybody to know just how much confidence he has on that team. And he said in the preseason at Big Ten Media Day, he said, we're not going to flinch. I can promise you that. And it's past time, Bill. You know, they've had some times down there that they've had some games they should have won. 2016 was criminal. They've had other games that were closer than they should have been when they had bad football teams. So, But it's been since 2000 since they won down there. And I think that's a streak that's ready to be broken. I would not be stunned in the least if Michigan went down there and won. And if Michigan was 100% healthy, I would actually probably pick Michigan to win. But again, I just think too many injuries at too many key positions that they're going to have a tough time pulling this one out. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. So, Chris, uh, before I let you go on the ballast meter, which is usually spot on, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the most favorable, uh, the odds on Quorum playing on Saturday. That's a tough one, Bill. Um, I'll go five, just because uh, it's the uh, it's the politically correct answer. I guess we'll, we'll put it that way. I'm just going to go. We'll go right there at five, and we'll talk later in the in the week about it. But uh, I'm just not real optimistic at this point. Let's put it that way. Well, how's Edwards doing though? Because I, I tell you, if he is gone, nothing against Corum, obviously the best running back yep. in America. But Edwards may be the best backup running back in the country when yeah, healthy. And they- yeah, and he's got uh, he's got an injury, an upper body injury that could uh, that could hinder how he you know handles the ball, and that's that's the that's the big thing about this is if you don't have either one of those backs, Bill, again, and C.J. Stokes is banged up too as your true freshman, and he's certainly miles behind these other two guys. And how are you going to move the ball, especially when you your passing game has been struggling like it has been? I will say this too, though, that Jim Harbaugh has devised some outstanding game plans when they were overmatched. 2017, they had no business being. In that game with John O'Corn at quarterback. There they had the ball down the stretch with about uh, six minutes remaining and a chance to take the lead and win the football game. So he saves his best in some of these games. Now his defensive coordinators didn't. Don Brown had a couple of uh, disasters down there and at home too, but I think they're in better shape on that side of the ball. Jesse Minter's done a great job. I think you're going to see the defense hold its own as long as the offense can stay on the field for a while. And I think Jim Harbaugh will find a way as long as he's got the horses. Chris Bellis of the Wolverine.com. He's a straight shooter, an honest man. You can hear it in his voice. A healthy quorum. Uh, this is a different football game. And now Michigan, they have the athletes. We'll need to find another way to win. And I think it's in the arm of J.J. McCarthy and also the linebackers in that back seven, and if not the entire defense, they need to get pressure on Stroud. That's what changed the game last year. And I know they don't have Hutch and Ajabo, but that defensive line has been solid. What's the latest on Morris? Because they... They they look like they missed him too. Yeah, he won't be a hundred percent, but he'll play. Where we feel pretty strongly about that. Uh, and, geez, they and need more him. Than that, he changes yeah, the defensive the, line. 
There's no question. Yep, you're going to need somebody like Yabi Oki to step up or maybe a freshman Derek Moore, but he is a difference maker. And another thing, though, you know what? I watched that Notre Dame game, Ohio State game again, just to see what they did defensively, and they pretty much mimicked the Michigan game plan. You've got to confuse C.J. Stroud. It's not just about pressure. If you can confuse him and he doesn't know where to go with the ball and what he thinks he's seeing isn't what he's seeing and you disguise your defenses, then I think you've got a good chance. And you've got to hold him to field goals, Bill, just like they did last year. Right, They drove 396 yards passing but ended up with 27 points because they kept them out of the end zone. If they can do that, they're going to have a shot to win down there. Chris Bells from TheWolverine.com. You can follow VK, Michigan at Ohio State, 24-7 all week long. You don't even have to sleep. Just go to TheWolverine.com. And you can join me Saturday at noon. I won't be in Columbus, but I'll be at Johnny Brands on Leonard in Grand Rapids. They open up at 11 a.m. The game will kick off a little after noon. Join me for a Bud Light and the game Saturday at Johnny Brands on Leonard, downtown GR. They open up at 11 a.m. Call ahead, reserve a table, or get there early and grab one Saturday at Johnny Brands on Leonard for our huge Michigan-Ohio State watch party. Chris, uh, we will check in later this week, my man. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, Bill. All right, Chris Bell is checking in on the Meyer guest line on the way. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com and also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can hear on YouTube. We'll get his thoughts on the Lions. Start to finish. Dominating win. How often do we say that? Mm. How often do we say dominating win? Last year, maybe. Well, not maybe. They did against Arizona. Surprised us. But this was on the road. This is back-to-back road wins. Back-to-back road wins. Absolutely amazing. Update on the U.S. and Wales. Wales just missed a header to tie it up. one nothing. U.S. leading into the 66th minute right now in Qatar. Jeff Resden on the Lions win next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Get more for your money this Thanksgiving at Meyer. Set the table with Meyer Grade A frozen turkey for 55 cents per pound. Limit two. Then save with everyday low prices on sides like Meyer stuffing mix and Meyer broth. A five pound bag of russet potatoes for 99 cents. And Pillsbury crescents and pie crust. Buy three, get two free. Plus, get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop in store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nicolo Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Nicolo Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Nicolo Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up 
up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as we originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. World Cup update, U.S. leading Wales into the 73rd minute. 1-0, very physical. U.S. on a nice attack here. We'll keep you posted on everything involving uh, the U.S. and what's going on in Qatar. Or World Cup open, or just get a W in group play. You just want to advance. I am shocked that the U.S. men aren't better. With how many kids have been playing soccer or soccer with soccer moms for decades in America? John Conlon, our soccer insider, head coach at East Kentwood High, used to be the head coach there, now running the Byron Center Girls program. He'll join us. Coming up in about 30 minutes with an update. Hopefully the game will be close to being a final by then. One zip, the U.S. over Wales in their opener. Let's go talk about the Lions. Man, start to finish. Uh, Risden, uh, last year maybe the Arizona game when they shocked us, but that was at home late in the season. Uh, This Giants game uh, off a two-game win streak and what the Lions did start to finish on the road I'm trying to remember the last time I saw that from a Detroit team. It was great, wasn't it? So uh, we talked on Friday, and I said that one of the things that we like to do as writers is we like to have our game story and summary somewhat written or at least outlined before the end of the game. And it's been really hard to do that with these Lions because win or lose, they're always in until the very end. This one... I had the game story done by the middle of the fourth quarter because I knew they had this one. They just dominated the game from after the first couple of drives where they were feeling each other out. It was really clear that the Lions were going to win. They were going to win on the line of scrimmage. They were going to run the ball down New York's throats. And when New York tried to run, it was going backwards. And that was... That, that was a glorious win. That That is a Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn kind of game. And uh, they, they played it to perfection. They outcoached Brian Dayball, who's a guy who was, you know, a couple of weeks ago getting uh, a serious run for uh, for coach of the year. Uh, and he got beat by Dan Campbell. And that's, that's something that I think we all wanted to see was Dan come out and win a game that, look, we talked about it. I don't think everybody expected the Lions to win this game, but they expected them to be in this game. It was a game that they could win against a good football team. Uh, and, and on that day, the Lions were the better team, and that's that's something that we're just not used to. Why were they so dominant start to finish? And a rarity for any Lions fan or any member of the media to witness. Uh, why? What's the why or why's plural behind the Lions uh, dominating the Giants? You know, some of it was, was the matchup itself. The, the Giants have a lot of injuries. Their offensive line, uh, they lost their starting center and their starting right tackle in the game. They were playing a practice squad call-up as their starting right guard. So that helps explain why 
why Aline McNeil absolutely dominated them, why why Isaiah Bugs had a good game, why Aiden Hutchinson, uh, aside from his impactful plays elsewhere, also had a really good game. Look, Saquon Barkley, 15 carries for 22 yards. He's a lot better than that. So you, you got to give some concession to the fact that they were playing hurt. But they also, their wide receivers are terrible. Uh, that includes Kenny Galladay. Uh, the one guy who was effective was Wandale Robinson. It looks like he blew out his knee. Unfortunately, he's going to miss the rest of the season, which is a huge blow for them. So they just don't have the. They, they're not a team that's equipped to attack the Lions, where the Lions are vulnerable. Uh, the, you know, we've seen it all this season. Teams attack the Lions not by running deep down the field; they run across the field. It's not what the Giants do. It's not what Daniel Jones is good at. It's not what their receivers are good at. So. From a defensive perspective, it was a great matchup for the Lions, as good as you can expect to get. Uh, offensively, man, the the line, again, they dominated. Jamal Williams was running really hard, found the holes very well. Justin Jackson provided a nice spark. You saw you saw good good decisions by Jared Goff. Other than the one throw down to, uh, to DJ Shark, that probably should have gotten intercepted. Goff, again, didn't throw the first route available every time, and that, that's a big key for him. If he's patient, if he looks around and surveys the defense a little bit and he's got time to do it behind that line, then uh, then he can be a pretty effective quarterback, and you saw that again. So it was just a culmination of things. You've got to give some credit to the special teams, too. Uh, once again, Michael Badgley, perfect. The money badger getting it done at the kicker. In a game where uh, the opposing kicker had some issues, they blocked an extra point. John Kaminsky got a hand on one. Uh, the punt game, the punt return game, the punt coverage game was all on point. And that's, uh, th- th- that's why it's a complete win, because they just didn't give up anything in any area. It was great. You know, you look at the pressures by McNeil. You look at this defense that goes Joseph to Rodriguez to Kaminsky, Harris to Barnes to Jacobs to Elliott. You look at Hutch's interception, uh, his pressure. You talk about uh, a, a total, complete defensive effort start to finish. Let's not overlook that Lions defense. Yeah, and, and they absolutely deserve the credit. And I'm glad you brought up Will Harris. Will Harris is a guy that, if, if people know me um, from listening to the podcast or even writing about him over the years, I've been really, really hard on Will Harris over the years. And it's not personal. I happen to like the guy a lot. He's a really good guy to talk to off the field. But, man, on the field, he just was not a good safety. He has found a home as the slot corner, and it works really well against teams, again, that don't run across the field a lot. He's, he, he's a guy that can carry a, a, a slot receiver or a tight end down the field. He's not a guy who can chase them across the field. So in games like this, he's a very effective matchup, and he, he played a very good game. He, by the way, is a great open field tackler, and that's something that the Lions really wanted and missed at, at slot corner when they were trying Mike Hughes or A.J. Parker in there. It's a really good fit, and it's a good adaptation that has come on since Aubrey Pleasant was fired. Uh, that, 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 that's, it's not entirely uh, a cause and effect there, but it's certainly not coincidental either that, uh, that Harris is playing better. And you're seeing, you know, again, Jerry Jacobs on the outside provide look, he gave up catches, but he terminated the plays immediately. That's exactly what they want out of that defense. Don't give up. Don't get beat after you already get beat. Uh, that, that's something that Aaron Glenn preaches, and, man, they uh, they got it done. Uh, news on Jamison Williams, a wide receiver, waiting to make his debut first-round pick uh, with the Lions. Is it close? 
So he was at practice today, which means that they have 21 days from today to either activate him from the not football injury list or put him on the shelf for the rest of the year. They're not going to start that clock unless they have a pretty good idea that he's going to get activated. I wouldn't expect it this week, but uh, he's got, after this, after Thursday's game against Buffalo, he's got a, an extra time to get ready for that and extra practices to get some chemistry with golf and, and, and you know, real field, real field conditions to, uh, to get ready for that Jacksonville game. I wouldn't surprise me at all if he plays 10, 15 snaps in that Jaguars game, uh, which is the week after Thanksgiving. His name is Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com. Also, you can hear him on the Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, just search for that on YouTube. He's joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. So the short turnaround for the Bills, and the Bills played in Detroit. They flew back to Buffalo. They'll come back. They left some gear uh, behind. Uh, how do uh, the Lions match up against the Bills? Who do you give the edge for Thanksgiving Day in the Motor City? You know, Buffalo has not been the dominant team that they were early in the season recently. Some of that is Josh Allen is banged up. He's got uh, he's got a pitcher's injury, which isn't great for a quarterback. Uh, he was outplayed by Jacoby Brissett at Ford Field yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, the Browns' defense was not good. Uh, they dropped, I think, five passes, uh, three of which could have been touchdowns. So uh, the, the Bills are not invulnerable here. They're 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 a team that the Lions. Look, I do not expect the Lions to win this game. Let me put that out there first uh, and foremost. But they can play with the Bills. Uh, I think the issue that they have is that the Bills have more than one way to beat you. And they showed that yesterday against the Browns. Their their defense wasn't playing great. Josh Allen wasn't playing great. They got it done on special teams. They got it done uh, in the trenches. They ran the ball really well uh, and, and have a couple of different ways. It isn't just Josh Allen that can run. You know, they got, they got backs that can, that can get it done, too. And they're not afraid to go to what's away from what's not working to what will be working, and I think that's that's tough for for the Lions to match because talent wise, this is probably the best roster they played outside of uh, of Philadelphia all season. Uh, I do think the Bills have more talent than the Cowboys or the Vikings, so it's staying with them, staying close, uh, that, that that has to be your hope. You know, don't don't fall into the hole early. Get out there, compete, make Allen confused, make him you know, throw bad passes, cash in in some red zone opportunities the way that Jamal Williams has been doing so well. And they get a shot at this. Um, I, again, I wouldn't expect it. I, I, I think they're probably going to be favored or, or underdogs by probably at least a touchdown. But, uh, you know, they, hey, three in a row. We talked about it Friday. If you would have said when, when, going into this stretch that the, you split these two games with the Giants and the Bills, most every Lions fan would have been happy. Well, you got the win. Now do we want gravy on the turkey? Heck yes, we do. But we can't be too disappointed if they don't get it. You can follow everything Lions at thelionswire.com. Also search Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. Jeff Risden, check it in on the Lions. Start to finish dominating win over the Giants. And if they beat the Bills on Thursday, uh, you'll be talking playoffs in terms of Meaningful games coming up in December. Hard to believe their turnaround. I did not see it coming. A lot of people did not see this coming. Uh, Jeff, thanks for the update. We'll talk soon. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, Jeff Risden from thelionswire.com joining us on this Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use the promo code HUGE 
when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can also get in on all the World Cup action. And the U.S. just gave up a penalty kick to Wales. It's 1-1 going towards the 85th minute. Jesus. 1-1. John Conlon, our soccer insider, in about 17 minutes here on the show. Also, Tim Stout, Stout on sports from Lansing, on Mel Tucker, and a god-awful home football campaign for the Spartans. They have to beat Penn State to be bowl eligible. And Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, will Harbaugh lead the Wolverines to -to back-to-back Big Ten titles with a win Saturday in Columbus. Skeen will join us from the east side of the state. You want to check in, good and bad, from the Michigan and Lions wins, good and bad from the state loss. I don't think there's anything good. Well, they did put up great numbers. You look at the box score, you would have thought they won that game by three touchdowns, and they did lead by 17 twice. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. You can also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE. The 21,000. Also, all of our social network interactions are presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They're at home on Sunday in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. And remember, Sundays are family four-pack days. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for just $50 total. That's what, $12.50 a ticket with a $20 concessions voucher this Sunday, the Grand Rapids Gold at home at Van Andel Arena. Get your tickets at the local Ticketmaster outlets or just search Grand Rapids Gold Tickets. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids. They now have merged with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before in the state of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast-to-coast when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Also, Thomas stepped up with... $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be in the drawing at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game. You can play once or play every week. Do what you want to, but get your picks in now at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. 
It's the $100,000 Buckets of Cash. Every Saturday in November, each week, we're giving away $25,000 in cold, hard cash. Drawings are 7 to 11 p.m., with every winner taking home five grand. Grab Buckets of Cash only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our talented producer. Remember, if you miss any interview, our Show Our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. And man, with the World Cup going on, Monday Night Football, College Football, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, NBA, NHL, golf, and more. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. 24-7, everything you need with this show including the list of our 19 affiliates all across Michigan, is at thehugeshow.net. Just log on and you can find out everything about this radio broadcast at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. 